live your life, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Conspiracy Farm, where we don't start the conspiracies, we just add the water. And now, your host of the most state-of-the-art, most informed podcast on the interweb, I present to you, Pat Militage and Jeffrey Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for Yeah, rear naked choke of Cocker Spaniel, bro. You know what I'm saying? Change the neighborhood up. Conspiracy Farm. Go. Check it out. All right, guys. Welcome to another episode of The Conspiracy Farm, where I'm joined by my co-host, sidekick, the commander, Jeffrey Wilson. How are you, brother? I, Patrick, I am maintaining, brother, as uh, you know, it's been a crazy week for your boy, a couple weeks for your boy. Not to say, bemoan my tale of woe, we're all going through something, but it's been a little been a little crazy around the Wilson tribe. Things are, are, are looking up, though. But yeah, just maintaining, trying to stay sane in an insane world, and our guest today is going to help us do that in a healthy way. Yes, and this is a, a, going to be a great episode. It's going to be very educational for a lot of people out there. Our guest today has, is an author, wrote the book Save Your Life, which uh, people can pre-order at this time at her website, which we will get to. Um, created a documentary called Cure This, basically interviewing many scientists, doctors, PhDs around the world. Uh, who have basically all figured out many different ways, actually, to cure different types of cancer. And, you know, what this comes down to is she was motivated by the loss of her mother in 2008, which, you know, we've all lost loved ones to cancer. And this one obviously hit her, you know, close to home, like it always does for everybody. But she, she decided to go after the education and the knowledge that is out there, which we know and we've talked about quite a bit over the years. And so I'm really honored to welcome Melanie Marden with M-A-R-D-E-N, Melanie Marden to the show. And she's also been an actress for many years before this. And and so, hey, Melanie, it's, it's great to have you here. Aw, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. So where would you like to start in all of this? I mean, do we want to go back to 2008 or even previous to you know, losing loved ones to to disease and cancers and things like that. Uh, you know, where you where you got the inspiration to just get after the knowledge. Sure, I you know I think like most of us, I I grew up in this you know beautiful world where I trusted everyone and everyone was their word, and you went to the doctor and you did as you were told because they had your best interest at heart. And you know, when my mom was laying in the hospital. And the doctors were saying to me, there's, you know, there's nothing they can do to save her life. Uh, but they still wanted to do the chemo and radiation and, um, you know, pushed for all of that profit. Um, it it kind of rattled me. It didn't make sense. How could we be spending $210 billion on cancer research every year for the last 100 years and not have a solution? And so when I said goodbye to my mom, I basically said hello to a whole new life of digging and researching and kind of dedicated my life to getting these answers. And um, I, I broke the illusion of what I think a lot of us thought the world was like. And what I found was some, you know, big corruption into what I like to call the medical cartel. Yeah, the yeah. kind of. What's been talked about is like the military industrial complex, which is, I think, kind of shorthand now because you need to expand that nomenclature, in my opinion, to military industrial telecommunicational pharmaceutical complex. 
and this gets into this whole conversation of how they just perpetually, and we've been talking about this a lot on the show, how they perpetually get us sick through our soil being messed up and the food we eat just so we can get into the revolving door of the pharmaceutical company and then back to eating garbage and then keep us sick. And the whole thing of keeping us sick, not providing any cures, because like you said, billions of dollars have gone into finding a cure for this. Like, where's this money going? And it's yeah. it's the whole thing like the Wolf of Wall Street kind of a parallel in that you never let the, your clients sell. You keep them on the ride. They keep getting commissions from them. And you can extrapolate that to the pharmaceutical industry, keeping people sick to just make money off them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I interviewed Mr. G. Edward Griffin yesterday, the, the legend, <laughs> and he basically said exactly that. You know, the the business structure of big pharma, because let's not forget, it is a business, um, is exactly that. You know, they want to monetize, you know, your existence. So you need to be unwell in order to need need them so yeah i think the i think you're right the food the soil the water um electronics you know all of these ways are causing oxidative stress to the body and preventing us from being you know healthy and well uh and then being reliant on big pharma which is their goal yeah and i mean there's there's varying numbers really i mean you're you're correct that roughly 200 billion dollars a year is spent on cancer treatment alone. But when we look at the billions that are spent a year on research, just the research part of it uh, for, yes, over the past 100 years, and they still use the cut, burn, chemo, and radiation treatments that they always have that are, what, 80, 90 years old. It's just a never-ending cycle of abuse. Yep, you're right. It's very barbaric. I like that analogy, the cut, poison burn and it doesn't make sense if you're trying to heal somebody why would you do those three choices and modalities right like poison never makes somebody better <laughs> it, it right. kills you and we know that we know that as little children but we have to be programmed with enough fear in order to take that poison as a cure so i think that's really the um the way they present, right? Like you go to the doctors and they and they they fear they make you feel fear uh, enough that you will take these treatments. So, um, you know, I just want to dispel that fear. I want to empower people to know how powerful their bodies are and what is possible for healing. And you know, if you get in alignment with nature the way God intended, um, the body is a self healing organism. Right. No, 100%. Yeah, the, the chemo and radiation is just a race to the bottom. I've said it numerous times to see whether the host organism dies first or, you know, the cancer. Right. It's just a race. It's a race. And how how healthy can the human remain throughout all of that? And many times we see them not last all the way through the fight and uh, unfortunately die. And many times that happens to be children and, and young people who who did not deserve that. And we look at you know, this is something that I think offends a lot of people when I say it. I don't say it often because, um, you know, I have been to many Iowa football games, Iowa Hawkeye football games, University of Iowa, where they have a massive oncology department and they build a massive children's hospital, cancer research hospital there that overlooks the University of Iowa football stadium, Kinnick Stadium. And uh, I believe it's the beginning of every third quarter, if I remember right the 77,000 fans 
turn towards the children who are in the hospital and wave at them and to give them encouragement. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the 77,000 people sitting in those stands waving, thinking they're doing something great, uh, don't realize that, you know, all the different things that are causing these children to be sick, the, you know, we, we don't have to speculate much about, you know, the synthetic chemicals and heavy metals in our environment and how they get there in, um, uh, in many ways, and then how other chemicals and heavy metals enter these children's bodies at a very young age through, you know, foreign invasion, so to speak. And, yeah. and we see, you know, we know that there is aborted fetal cell DNA in many vaccines, and we know that when you introduce uh, foreign DNA to a human body, that the chances of cancer go up, I mean, precipitously, massively. Um, amongst all the other things that are that are being injected into uh, young children's bodies, so to me it is um, it's very hypocritical for everybody to stand there and wave and have not done the education or the work, the legwork to research what's causing these children to be sick and how just how easy it is, and I've witnessed this many many times on how blood blood cancers, uh, you know, that a lot of these children suffer from can literally go away in a matter of weeks with the right substances put in the body. Yeah, I agree with you. And, you know, just to point out, I, I do feel bad for humanity because they're, they're just doing what I did, and that was trust, mm. right? And not ask questions and just do as we're told and be good people. And, you know, we've been programmed to be that way. We've been taught since we were young to not uh, disrespect authority figures yes, and, you know, not question them. And, you know, thank God my mom was a little bit of uh, uh, a recluse and, and did question authority. And I thank God that I got that from her and uh, was able to question and start to dig and research on my own to be able to find the truth. But again, most people, they just are so busy living their lives and going to work and feeding the children and doing their things that they don't, they don't look, they don't question. They just do as they're told. And I think for the most part, humanity has a good heart, you know, and it's just, it's just blind ignorance that they're not aware of what's going on, you know? Well, and now when you ask questions, you're maligned as a, you know, conspiracy theorist, domestic terrorist, et cetera. You know, in the age of information, ignorance is absolutely a choice. And you, you're right about the authority stuff. And this goes not just for the medical industry, but politics as well. You know what I mean? Oh, wait a minute, I have a white coat on a stethoscope. You have to believe me. I, there's, you know, there's no way I could be fallible, even though you know that's the leading cause of death, third leading cause of death, I believe, in yeah, the United States. <laughs> and you know, it, when you, when you, when all of these politicians get hit with these, you know, they're press people, these scurrilous, unfounded allegations. Oh my God, it's so beneath me to even answer that. But it's like just because they're a senator or president or whatever, they're they're beyond reproach somehow. And you know, yeah. even questioning these people sometimes is you know bad for business you know what i mean you can get canceled for even just questioning people but i think that's a huge part of it our just blind allegiance to authority if you will is what gets honestly a lot of people killed specifically in the the medical industry in my humble opinion yeah and i agree with you fully um there was a, a beautiful young girl I want to say she was like, you know, early 30s or something. I forget, I've forgotten her name, but she was this incredible author. And she wrote a book uh, called Malice. 
and it was a New York Times bestseller. And it basically talked about the corruption in big pharma and, and she laid it out and, um, you know, she turned up dead. So, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And that's what prompted me to want to make my documentary is that I truly believe that since 1930, when cancer was first cured, and I'm talking 100% terminal cancer patients all cured in a human trial here in California. Uh, since then, many doctors who have dedicated their lives to try to save humanity from cancer have succeeded only to have their life taken away. Um, and that's kind of what my documentary will share is, you know, these incredible heroes that dedicated their lives and came up with a solution, but then, you know, committed suicide. And I'm putting my hands in quotes. Of course. With two, two yeah, shotgun blasts to the, ca- to the chest, committed suicide or something absurd yes. like that. Yes, exactly. So that's kind of what we do is, you know, I honor Dr. Royal Rife, who was the man who cured cancer in the 1930s using resonant frequency. So just energy medicine. Uh, then there's Dr. Sebi. Uh, you know, he figured out all the plants and herbs to basically cure all diseases. Um, and then he was wrongfully arrested for, for no charges and um, mysteriously died in prison. So I interviewed his assistant that was there with him and, you know, and many other legends that that really were incredible and in alignment with the laws of nature. They they succeeded and cured cancer. It it really is amazing. Obviously, it is a multi-billion dollar industry. It's amazing how much people like yourself and these other people who have, you know, lost their lives oftentimes, how much they're a threat to the system. They really, really don't want people being self-sufficient, being well. They they need us sick. I mean, this the only way that their, their business can operate is if we participate in it. And again, through all these different ways, they, they keep us sick. Again, our soil, our food, our water, our air, whatever they're spraying and just all of it. Yeah. Even the stuff they give us to keep, get us sick and we have a side effects. So we have to get on another medicine because of the side effect the first medicine gave us. It's crazy to, to see what, what a threat that people are to this industry. Yeah, it's true. I I love that because it means that they're just people like you and I, you know, we, we often refer to them as they, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, th- those people or they, and you know, they're just people like you and I. And, and when, when a person is in coherence in their body physically and spiritually, like they are connected to their highest self, that person's, um, for for lack of a better word, energy body or their aura or their electrical field that that surrounds them is I think I read it in a a book called Electric Body, Electric Health by um, Eileen. I can't remember her last name. Anyways, great book. Um, And she talks about how powerful the energy coming off of those people are. Now, if you compare that to somebody who is ill, their energy field coming off of them is so minute in comparison. So it's like they're less of, uh, of an energetic threat, you know, but somebody in that coherence can magnetize people to them, magnetize um, the right uh, circumstances and people to get behind their cause. And you're right, that is a big threat. So it, it makes me happy to see so many people are aware of this now. Um, you know, I've been working on this documentary since 2008, you guys, and all my friends thought I was crazy. 
So it's nice to have company. <laughs> well, and it belies the level of the conditioning. Your friends are people you love. And Pat, we've talked about this all the time. A lot of people who are still wearing masks and whatever they feel about certain issues, geopolitically, COVID, et cetera, they're not necessarily stupid people per se. It's just the brainwashing. The level of conditioning has just worked. You know, I always say the best social engineering is happening. We don't realize it's happening. And we see a lot of people whom we know and love will say things about maybe our presentation here on the Conspiracy Farm or what you're talking about. Your friends think you're crazy because they're so in their own echo chambers and thought process and honestly being brainwashed by so much of the stuff we're talking about. It's, um, I don't know, man. It's, I wanted to ask you, because you brought up energy, and that's something that I find very, very fascinating as far as the role of energy and frequencies in healing. I don't know if that's necessarily the same thing as like Reiki or whatever, but what are your thoughts on the utilization of energy, which sounds, you know, whatever, new age, whatever well, it is, but that's just the role of, of energy in healing. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing, right? Everything in existence has its own frequency. So frequency medicine for me is like the only way because we are energy. And um, when our energy is not in coherence, we don't feel well. We feel less than. We feel heavy. We feel tired. We feel not usually as happy. So, um, you know, just like Royal Rife used frequency medicine to cure cancer, um, I have uh, some really interesting and advanced medical technology that's uh, it's, it's it's quantum AI that is um, was developed in Russia and Germany that that I work with. And I have seen miraculous things happen because if you can get the energy and coherence in the body, that's when the systems are in alignment and you're going to have your greatest health and well-being and feeling you know i'm a huge advocate for frequency medicine for your for your regular joe your Susie q your normal person uh oh oh sorry (laughs) welcome to los angeles everyone (laughs) they're they're coming for melanie set up the gofundme get her out of jail help (laughs) no but for 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 your general person you're you know so many it's a mind body spirit like you said it has to all these things have to be kind of in alignment it seems like we're always off either our diets messed up and maybe we exercise a little bit but it's just like it seems like i used to think we live kind of cancerous lives whether it's lack of movement and sedentary lifestyle the stuff we eat our mental health we're just oftentimes just generally not well in a lot of different ways how often do we I guess it's we see it happen all the time, how unwell we all are. What are your thoughts on that? We're all just kind of unwell in some capacity. Yeah, and, and listen, I don't think, again, that that's all our fault. I mean, obviously, there's ways and choices we can make that would be supportive and better, um, but we're human and we're all going to make mistakes. Um, so there's kind of two two answers there. Um, and the reason that I wrote the book, Save Your Life, was I wanted people to have that kind of insight from what I've learned from all of these doctors and MDs and PhDs and scientists learning about the body and what affects the body. So basically, I like to say it like this. It keeps it pretty simple. Everything we consume every day affects our well-being. So by consume... What does that look like? It looks like, what am I watching on TV? Because if I'm having um, 
a visceral reaction to something I'm watching that's traumatic or scary or gory, I'm releasing chemicals in the brain that might be flooding my body with cortisol um, and putting myself and my body into fight or flight. That revs my adrenal engine and can be detrimental to my well-being. So I choose to only watch things that make me feel good. Um, what other ways do we consume? We consume ionic radiation. So how much time are we spending? Oh, sorry about that. How much time are we spending, um, you know, exposed to technologies, holding our phone, putting the phone in our pocket? Um, Sleeping next to it. A lot of people sleep with their phone next to them. Our Wi-Fi routers um, sitting in front of a computer nonstop. All of these things affect our mitochondria in our cells. And, you know, I just listened to um, Joe Rogan's podcast with Kennedy, and he speaks about ionic radiation and the fact it does cause cancer. And nobody's even questioning how much time they spend with their phone in their hand these days. And we're surrounded by it. Yeah. Yes. So this is this is a major factor for people's well-being. So, A, I protect myself from how much tech I'm using every day. And I also choose to be in nature. So nature is is medicine. And Mm. that's scientifically proven. I don't have any studies to to share and document for for that. But there are many done. Um, you know, I learned from one of the doctors that everything in nature is in agreement. So that means coherence. And when you put yourself in the middle of that, your cells align to their, to the coherence of nature and that helps restore balance in the body. So, and you know, these are just things we're not thinking about. And then there is like, you know, what water are you drinking? And is it tap water? Because then you're drinking 234 times the legal limit of arsenic in California. So, you know, you, there's, a, there's a big journey to, to dive into, but these are just some of the highlights that are in the book and, you know, how we talk to ourselves every day. Like, you know, we've all had a bad day and walked around and said, you're stupid or God, you're so dumb. And that's a really low vibrational thought. And here we are back to frequency. Yeah. But if my cells are water and my cells can hold information then that frequency of that thought is lowering the frequency of my voltage in my cells. So all of these things are contributing factors to my overall well-being. And yeah, so all of this is in my book and and it's written in a really easy way to understand and just kind of brings things to your forefront of your mind to allow you to consider moving forward. And it really is incumbent on us to really kind of take these mitigating steps because we are being just like toxified in so many different ways we've talked about this so many times on our show um we're born with whatever it is hundreds and hundreds of just toxic chemicals and metals in our umbilical cord so it's like Mm -hmm. even in gestation we're being toxified so it's like once we hit the streets we have to start almost literally detoxifying immediately to try to mitigate a lot of these factors especially now with you know 5g and like you said wireless ionic radiation etc it's wow it's really daunting, yeah, but that's, it, uh, that's, the, that's the interesting thing going back to frequency. Sorry to interrupt, but no, it's right. you know, the earth has a vibrational frequency by itself. The human body has a, uh, has a frequency. And you think about the 5g and the AM and the FM and the radar and, you know, everything else, uh, we're being bombarded constantly with, uh, with different forms of radiation. And then we look at, as you talked about, Jeff, with the 250 plus chemicals born, you know, it, that we're born with in the umbilical cord, which is obviously in us when we're born, uh, the transfers from our mother, 
that's just the beginning. Then we we continue to get pounded through yeah. constant just agri- agriculture, uh, manufacturing, food production. You know what's in the air, the water, the it's everywhere. So that's it's. I, I'm really amazed that more people have not woken up to the fact that they have to get these toxins out of their cells um, at a much faster rate than they are. I just don't think people care. And I want your opinion, Melanie. We've said this many times, like, as long as I, my cell phone's working, my fridge is cold and my Netflix is streaming and my phone is working, like, people are just have just really kind of a lot of, like, just wave the white flag. They're really apathetic. Yeah, feed me poison. I don't care as long as I can just, I'm not really, I'm just existing. I'm not really living. As long as I can keep existing, I'm cool. Yeah, and again, um, I have compassion because I truly believe that that soul has been has been created. Like, I, I believe that this has been done to humanity on purpose. So let's talk about why they're like this. So we know and we've discussed that there's, you know, fluoride in the water. So fluoride calcifies the pineal gland. Our pineal gland is our highest self, our connection to the divine, our, 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 you know, third eye, if you want to call it. But if that's calcified, you're not getting intuitive hits. You're not, you know, clear on, you know, what's good for you or what's not good for you. You're really disconnected from your highest self. Then we look at the food. We look at the GMOs. We look at the contaminants and the glyphosate and the, you know, um, ingredients that kind of bind to receptors and block absorption of certain vitamins and minerals. So now we're vitamin and mineral deficient, you know, not to mention the soil being stripped of all the fulvic and humic. I know that's your passion guys. And and I'm with you on that fully. Um, So, you know, yes, we have to look at supplementation. Otherwise we are deficient and the brain is not working at its full capacity. Um, And again, there's zero intuition. Then we look at the way, this reality has been structured. You know, you've got to work from nine to five. You've got to get a house and bigger house and then a car and then get married and then have a child. And, and it's just like this rat race, this illusion that we're supposed to do it that way. And so people just don't have the time or the, um, they're not rested enough to even question things, you know, and then we look at what they're spraying in the sky and those heavy metals, aluminum and barium and, you know, again, those things kind of migrate into the brain. They cross the blood-brain barrier. Uh, ionic radiation allows for that. And, and and then you've got heavy metal contaminants in the brain. And again, you're not using the full capacity of, of what we are divinely gifted. So I don't feel and I don't judge that these people are, you know, choosing really uh, and honestly that existence. I think they've been beaten down into it. Uh, and we haven't even touched on the medications that everybody's using because, again, those calcify the pineal gland as well. So, you know, that's why I think a lot of people are not aware. Yeah. And I have compassion for that. But if I can empower them to just, you know, stop drinking tap water and stop that source of poison, the body is an amazing self-healing organism. So even in the face of all that toxicity, their divine creatures without a right? doubt yes without and, a doubt. and able to heal so um the, the the one more thing i'd like to add to that because i'm really passionate about this is you know in my book i talk about you know let's address the physical stuff first right so let's stop the poison from the water let's choose better food let's try to get a good sleep and get some exercise and sunlight right the basics as soon as someone does that 
even it doesn't have to be perfect. It just needs to be improved mm. from what they've been doing. You know, they're going to have a better connection with themselves and be a little more in their body and a little more intuitive. And and then that's like a spiral up of wellness, you know, and then then we can look at the emotional and the spiritual stuff after that. And that's where usually people start to regain their connection to source or God. Truth. So what I found, what I found many times, Melanie, is um, the only time that people will listen is once they'll go, they'll go as far as to, you know, for instance, if I talk to them about certain certain substances that they can put in their body um, that don't come from laboratories, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, concentrated organics, like we've talked about before many times. And they give that a shot for a while and they get past the detox phase. And then all of a sudden there is this massive feeling of cellular energy, uh, mental clarity, uh, a whole new, just a whole new outlook on life, on how they feel, you know, whether it's, you know, they're all of a sudden they, they move much better or they can breathe, um, you know, unimpaired, uh, numerous, numerous health issues um, when people learn to clean their body out. Yeah, that's when they they really take hold and realize that, my goodness, this is how I've I was supposed to feel. And I haven't felt this good since I was, you know, many of them, teenage years, 20s, early 20s, things like that. Yeah. And once, once that starts to happen and it changes their life and all of a sudden I've seen numerous people, they're out playing in basketball leagues in their mid 40s and 50s. They're running marathons. They're doing all kinds of things they never dreamed of being able to do in their lives and they're able to do it. And, and then they go out and start, they start talking to others, but it's, I think it's fear. I think it's fear that holds people back that, that what, you know, am I actually supposed to trust this person? Right. Yeah. And again, I think, you brought up a really valid point. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can hear. Awesome. Yeah. Um, it's that fear. So again, everything I just mentioned about like the food, the water, the air, and pharma, everything is there to keep us in a very low, dense, fearful state. Because when people are in fear, they don't make decisions that are good for themselves. They're not clear-minded. So I think you're right. I think there is a lot of fear on this planet. And, you know, I feel like a, a bit of a responsibility to shine light onto people and possibilities and hope that, you know, the answer is within ourselves and the ability is within ourselves to heal. Um, and we need to just stop giving our power away to pharma and medications and a quick fix, you know, like. I, I'm with you 100%, and I and I just wish that I could empower people to, to replace that fear with love, love for themselves, love for each other, and love for life. Because I think a lot of a lot of people have lost that. When it goes back to something you mentioned about what we consume, you know, we consume so much of this kind of trauma-based conditioning that they've based so much on, and you know, they create all this fear in us. And like you mentioned earlier, it keeps our limbic system in that. Our, our adrenal system and our limbic system in that fight or flight mode where we never can just like kind of sit and chill and relax and enjoy the moment. It's always our head's always on the kind of on a swivel because we're always just looking for the next worst thing to happen because we all ingested all this all this fear. Yeah. 
I, I agree with you fully. It's it's a spiral down, and that's exactly where they want us. You know, um, I was talking to my dad when I was trying to come up with the title of my book, and I, I was joking with him, and I said, I want to call it, you know, make yourself hard to kill. <laughs> uh, but being the spiritual person I am and, and you know, the choosing my words carefully to create the frequency I, I wish to cast the spell of, um, I, I decided on save your life because it is possible. We are that powerful and, you know, we've been lied to. So, well, without um, a doubt, we, we, Pat, remember the hard to kill challenge we had a few years ago, we were just basically for, yeah. a mo- for the month, I think it was like, we were kind of replicating like sober October with Drogan, but it was like a month of just really just sharpening yourself, man, just becoming the best you make yourself hard to kill. We need to dust that off that. again, bro. We need to dust that off again. 100%. You know, I think a lot of people, you know, you, again, once people feel what they're supposed to feel like, then they look, their outlook on life completely changes. And I've seen it thousands upon thousands of times with people um, that I've held conversations with. And just to give you an idea, you know, and I don't know if I mentioned this in our last episode, Jeff, when we were talking to Dr. Will, when I was talking to some, some folks, I'm working with kids these days and teaching them self-defense and things like that. And and a couple of the kids have asthma. And of course they're growing up on a farm and the mother who was there while I was teaching all the kids um, basically said, we know that it is the chemicals that we're using on the farm that's causing our children's asthma. And I said, and I said that there are things that, you know, because I I healed my own respiratory system in my early twenties um, from respiratory disease that went on my entire life. And I explained that to, to her and she kind of just looked straight ahead and just pondered it. And then I didn't say anything else. I just wanted to plant the seed and let that, let that kind of fester for a while. And, you know, eventually, you know, she'll probably start asking me some questions about it, but you know, that's, that's the type of stuff that we have to do. We can't force feed, you know, this, this, this is, uh, this is their babies, right? This is their babies. So Uh, I don't force feed anymore. You know, I've learned that 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 shuts people down. And so I just plant seeds and then walk away. And that's all I can do. Yeah. And that's the best way to handle it, I think. Um, You know, Kennedy spoke about a court case that he won against Monsanto. uh, Speaking of chemicals they use on the farm. Um, (laughs) And, you know, we know that glyphosate can, I mean, it's carcinogenic. So it's, it's really about, I feel like, you know, we've just gotten so used to doing things a certain way. We just don't question it anymore. It's just like on autopilot. Exactly. So it's about getting back to being present and mindful and conscious of the moments we're in and the choices we're making. And it's it's actually really a lot easier than everyone thinks. You know, I mean, I made drastic changes in my life uh, when I lost my mom because I didn't want to get cancer. And I learned from her what not to do. You know, she was a beautiful teacher in that way. Um, she she did nothing for herself. You know, she put everyone else first. She didn't drink enough water. She didn't exercise. She didn't eat nutritiously. She didn't take any supplements. She didn't detox. So those are all things that I do do. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and just to edify how powerful and incredible and miraculous our bodies are. I mean, she lived till, you know, mid fifties with doing nothing right. 
<laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> so we just have to make some good choices and do some stuff right. And as long as that's, you know, over the majority of the time, then the body is able to to really make magic happen. It is incredibly, you know? yeah, it's incredibly resilient. And thinking when you say that, it also brings to mind, we just talked about this in our last episode, not just how you take care of your body, but uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton had a book called The Biology of Belief, like your, your mind state, not just how you, not just your environment, but how you relate yourself to your environment. And like basically the, the, your, our mind state has a lot to do with our health as well. So hundred you start talking about yes. epigenetics, et cetera. It's, it's a huge part of staying healthy, our mental health. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why I said to you how we talk to ourselves, like that little voice in our head, that really matters. Like my self-talk game is incredible. You should hear <laughs> what goes on in my head. Like I walk around and say, you're amazing and you're going to make such a difference today. And you're going to, you know, like that programs the, the cells. I mean, there's, that's yeah. like our little army inside our body saying, what next sergeant, you know, so I'm always telling them great things and that sounds silly, but it actually matters. It goes back to the current, you know, ener energy and frequencies. No, you're exactly right. You're absolutely right. Talk good to yourself, everyone. Talk good to yourself. Yeah. We have to be kind, you know, we're, we're so understanding and compassionate to others. You know, if your best friend calls and says, I'm just not feeling well, I broke up with my guy and, you know, I'm just down and I couldn't even go to work. You would say to your best friend, it's okay. It's one day. Be kind to yourself today. Take it easy. You've been through a lot. I love you. You're going to be okay. But if that was ourselves, you know, a lot of yeah. people would find themselves saying, like, why are you being such an idiot? What's wrong with you? You're <laughs> such a suck. You know, uh... Get your shit together. When it's really like we have to hold compassion for ourselves as well. We're all doing the best we can with what we've got and with what we know. And it's, it's about holding space for yourself. It truly yeah, is. Yeah. Sometimes we end up in, end up in long-term relationships where we stay in, uh, abusive, whether it's psychological, verbal, you know, all that sort of stuff. And we can, we can be drug into negative places, um, by just, you know, by staying in those relationships too long. Absolutely. Well, and that usually, I'm mean, not to get all psychoanalytical about it, but oftentimes in those cases, that's usually some bad conversations you've had with yourself or some, some, some stuff that's gone on that you feel I deserve that. You know, I'm, I'm not worth being treated better than that. I mean, I, I, I know it's oversimplifying it because I know a lot of people out in relationships they'd rather not be in, but a lot of times that's oftentimes some, some self-value stuff. You wouldn't, if you had a certain criteria necessarily, you wouldn't put up with that shit, but sometimes you do because some unpacked stuff but i think it goes back to again like you said this the, the narrative we tell ourselves if we tell ourselves we're not shit and we let other people tell us we're not shit then we're going to probably be willing to put up with shit that we normally wouldn't put up with right yeah no i agree i think um i don't know i'm i i love the the study of the power of one so i believe and this is just a choice of my belief because a belief is just a thought i've had many times so that's what a belief is. But I believe that every relationship that shows up in our life is there to show us something that we could heal within ourselves. So, for example, if, you know, your partner is speaking very poorly to you or being mean to you, there is a part of you, you're right, that feels unworthy 
uh, of something better. So it's about healing that part of you so that those things don't show up in your outer reality because it is a frequency match and we are magnets and we will pull in what we emanate. You're 100, and I totally agree with that. I think each each interaction, each relationships are kind of chapters of our larger book. The frustrating thing for me when I, either I do it or I see other people do it, recognizing that, no, this relationship is supposed to teach you, but you're not being learned by it. You're replicating the same error, error, and over and over again. And I honestly believe, just personally, I'm kind of a reincarnation guy. I think we're here. This is a learning realm. So it's like sometimes we're just sent here to learn certain shit. If we get it all here, we don't have to repeat it. But if we don't, a lot of these relationships we have are oftentimes meant to teach us to create a better us, essentially, in my humble opinion. And I like to use the word heal because we are we are better. We are good enough. And it's just unlearning things we've learned yes. to make us feel less than. So it's about restoring to the truth of who you are. And it's healing. Yeah. So let, let's transition, if I may. This is going to be an abrupt shift. But, but we came uh -huh. here. Well, we came here to talk about, number one, your book. And talk about your documentary and i'm really yeah. I, that's what i really really want to dig into um so let's talk about let's talk about the documentary cure this some of the people that you interviewed their credentials and some of the things that you found out sure um well my absolute favorite hero who i've not met because he's passed away is uh dr raymond royal rice and the reason he has doctor before his name was he was given that honorary doctorate for his incredible discoveries and and cures for um, cancer, among other diseases. In fact, there was a newspaper article that came out that said, the end of all diseases. And I believe that was in the San Diego Tribune um, back in the 1934. So can you imagine seeing that headline in today's paper? <laughs> the end of all diseases. Um, so that's just the incredible work that he did. Um, I did, I did get a chance to interview Dr. Jeffrey Thompson. He's a scientific sound doctor and a chiropractor. Um, but he, uh, worked with NASA and recorded all of the sounds from all the other planets. So he's definitely edified in his, uh, scientific, uh, knowledge and uh, he, he was also a very spiritual man, which, which I loved and, and really absorbed a lot from. So he also spoke about the alignment of mind, body, and soul. So um, that is actually what he noticed with uh, any of the patients that had spontaneous remission of their cancer, which means, for those who don't know, some one day you have cancer, the next day you just don't. And that is a big frequency shift where cancer cannot exist in that experience. So uh, he has witnessed that and uh, we interviewed him and I, yeah, I'm really excited to share this documentary with the world. You know, I, I've lost my whole family except for my daddy and my stepmom, Linda, and I'm, I'm so lucky to still have them, but I just don't want anyone else to have to go through what I have when and if someone they love gets cancer because the information to save your life is being suppressed and people have been being killed for this information since the 1930s. And it's, I've seen it happen over and over. 
Um, and I feel like, you know, I must have signed up for this. I believe in reincarnation myself. And I believe I stood up there and was like, yeah, sign me up for all of that. And I'll come down and make sure this information gets out because humanity deserves the truth. Yeah. And now what what percentage of cancer do you think that parasites play that you found out through your interviews uh, through a lot of these these experts? Um, because we hear this all the time and we know that parasites cause massive health issues for people. Um, but many have, you know, suggested pretty strongly that parasites really are play a big part in cancer. Yes. Um, you know, I've, I've interviewed so many different people and it's not a um, it's not a full consensus on the same beliefs. Right. Uh, some do believe that paras parasitic infections are, you know, a large cause of cancer. So I, I definitely believe in eradicating parasites. <laughs> um, they're never good. They suck our life force anyways. So um, even if it's not going to cause cancer for you specifically, uh, there is a possibility. Um, some of the doctors believe that uh, that toxin buildup is the cause of cancer. Um, others believe deficiencies of certain vitamins and minerals and selenium being one of the main ones cause cancer. And then there's also the belief that emotional wounds or trauma can physically manifest and cause cancer. So I figure if, you know, we work, if we work on cleaning the body, right, that, that handles two of those, parasites and toxins. If we work on remineralizing and, and giving the body the nutrition it needs, that eradicates 75% of the cause of cancer. And then if we do the inner work on ourselves and heal ourselves from childhood wounds, traumas, and, and horrible experiences that we've had and really come to peace with it, then I think your body is going to be in alignment and not be able to develop cancer. Right. And this goes, I mean, help me understand the definition of a cancer cell. So it sounds like from what I've always understood, it's just an abnormality or a mutation of a cell. So all the things you listed, it doesn't it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive to any of them. All the things that we talked about earlier that we consume, if my definition of a cancer cell is correct, could create these kind of abnormalities and mutations. Yes, you're absolutely right. So that's why I wrote the book, because I wanted people to have a little guide. It's a super easy read. You could probably read in a couple of hours, to be honest. Um, but you're right. Like, even if you clean your body and detox, right, and you get rid of the parasites and all these heavy metal contaminants and, and, and toxins, even if you do that and mineralize and, and uh, give your body the nutrition it needs and you're standing in front of a Wi-Fi router every day, yeah. you know, yeah. that oxidative stress will absolutely damage your DNA and cause cancer. So it is. It's a some total of everything we consume. But again, that would fit under the category of toxins for me. Like oxidative stress can come from, you know, uh, many different things. But again, it can also come from trauma. So... Those are the four causes of cancer, toxicity, nutrition deficiency, uh, parasitic infections, and and emotional traumas. Wow. I'm, I don't mean to digress, but I meant to ask you this earlier. Have you seen Gio Griffin's documentary, What in the World Are They Spraying? It's several years old. Of course I have. Okay, okay. <laughs> yes, no, and I'm I'm well aware. In fact, 
you know, I work with people every day on, on how to become more well at whatever level they're at. I meet them there and we start improvement mm -hmm. because no one's going to be perfect, right. right? No one is. And nor am I. And I don't claim to be. I'm just here to share the message. And, um, you know, I work with people every day, but I can firmly say that I used to question if people had heavy metal contaminants in their body. Now I just know that everyone does <laughs> because they are spraying these things in the sky. You know, there there are these things that we are exposed to every day that that we are building in this toxicity. So. Um, I like to use, um, I do use fulvic and humic acid, um, but I also use zeolite, um, a high grade, uh, natural substance that kind of binds to these heavy metals and contaminants and helps to, uh, detoxify them intracellularly. So I, I mean, that's something that I promote for almost everyone to use. I think everyone should be on it. Yeah. And that's, and I think that when it comes to, you know, we talk about, the synthetics, the heavy metals, you know, all of these things that are trapped in our cells. Our cells won't release them because they're not water soluble. Our cells don't recognize them as water soluble. Um, if we're putting proper antioxidant substances that are packed with a lot of these nutrients that our cells need for proper cellular and mitochondrial function, well, yeah. they'll not only go in and, and help with cellular and mitochondrial function and kickstart it and put the nutrients in that belong there, but they'll also at the same time um, remove the heavy metals and synthetic chemicals out of the cells so we can, you know, knock out two of the causes yep. you know, with one fell swoop by putting the right substances in our body, which, which are very high grade in my mind. I've tested um, numerous humic fulvics and I've only come up with one that actually keeps personally keeps my respiratory system healthy. Yeah. Um, I've got a very, very, very sensitive respiratory system from black mold damage as wow. a kid. And, you know, for me, um, I mean, just small amounts of smoke even being around me uh, and I'll cough for, you know, quite a long time just because of it. They're so sensitive. So, uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what I've found anyway, in terms of, of the humic fulvics that the, the truly organic and living, uh, humic fulvics, not the fossilized version, have changed things for me dramatically anyway. That's amazing. And yeah, and I should also say, although I do recommend zeolite to a lot of people, every body is different and you mm. have to find what works for you. But but I am a big believer in fulvic and humic, and I have read a lot of studies on how incredibly powerful they are to, you know, not only detoxify, but support the immune system. And um, I think you're right. I think, you know, knowledge on, on these basic things can can make a world of difference for people's well-being, energy level, since we're, you know, healing and supporting the mitochondria and uh, and cellular energy as well, which, you know, is a totality of just feeling better. <laughs> Yeah, and a lot of people have been have been so miseducated purposely, in my personal opinion, yep. um, thinking that their immune system keeps them from getting the flu and pneumonia and COVID and things like that, when it's every disease across the board. That's right. Yeah. That's right. No, the body was is made perfectly. We just need to allow the terrain in the body to be functioning in alignment with all the body systems. And I, I share that in the book as well. Um, but I just want to add, like, if, if somebody's listening to this and they're not feeling how they want to be feeling, um, like just starting with the most basic thing of 
drinking water because I'd say like 85% of the population is chronically dehydrated. (laughs) So even just increasing good water intake every day and making sure you're getting hydrated, that's going to allow for greater absorption of these minerals that you're taking and allow for detoxification. So, you know, if you're looking for somewhere to start, just start with that. That's usually 70% of the solution. (laughs) And that's the basic, basic on a cellular level, talking about, you know, a few of the cell, the mitochondria and stuff like that. We got 30 plus trillion cells in our body and they're mostly made of water. So like, right, the good water, the good minerals and micronutrients for our 30 trillion cells will make the body feel good. But if you feed it garbage, you're going to feel like garbage. It makes sense. Yeah. Well, exactly. I don't, um, I want to ask you, cause you know, when people say they, you know, throw around the they quite often, mm-hmm. we all have different nomenclature and different language for what that is. You know what I mean? They, but how much role do you think, and this is going down the conspiracy rabbit hole, of course, this is a conspiracy farm. Um, the role eugenics has to play in this and how this group is just willing to make a shit ton of money off us as they continue to send us to the grave and more people get pumped out and they jump into the revolving door of eating garbage and being treated by garbage. How much is this is malice by forethought, i.e. eugenics, in your humble uh, opinion? Yeah, I mean, I, I truly believe that, you know, I truly believe evil exists. Yes, it does. So so I, I do believe that there are, you know, some humans on this planet that are absolutely creating this system for us to participate in and have negative intentions. I do believe that. Some dark artists, if you will. Yeah. But I also believe that, you know, we are, we live in a duality uh, of contrast. So for each thing that is, there is the polar opposite. And, you know, there's people like you guys that are bringing things to light and empowering people with wisdom and knowledge that will potentially save their life, you know. So um, although I acknowledge it, I agree with you, it's there and it, it has negative intentions. I choose to focus all of my energy and my attention on the good and what is possible and the magic because that then becomes my reality. Staying in the light. I love it. I absolutely love it. And that's so true. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, almost the law of attraction, we, we attract what we put out. I mean, if we stay in that algorithm of watching street fights and people getting run over by cars or whatever, we're probably not going to feel so great. But, you know, keeping ourselves in the light, which is honestly is a huge discipline. I have to say, man, we've been doing this show for a long time. And anybody who's halfway paying attention to the world over the last maybe however many years, it's it's really hard to stay in the light when you are surrounded by this. You know, you're, we're watching the country go to shit. You know, we're watching just so much stuff happen, COVID, et cetera. And it's, it's really a discipline to, again, being inundated by all this toxic stuff, like you said, the things we consume, to stay in a, in a way that keeps us tuned to our best self, if you will, because we're being hit by, you know, fear and all that low-frequency energy shit. In my humble you know, opinion. You know, you're... You're totally right. It is really hard. Like my dad is, um, he, he's incredible. He's super smart and researches everything like to the nth degree. It's a little bit annoying at times, (laughs) (laughs) but he's this, you know, 80 year old scholar and just, you know, researches everything. And I have to remind him because when you consume all this, you know, negative content, 
that is so widely shared uh, and that's all you're doing in a day, it's going to lower the frequency of your experience of the day. So I, you know, I even remind him, I'm like, you've got to get outside and go for your walking, go shoot your guns and do whatever makes you happy. You know what I mean? Because if we're not consciously choosing that, mm. we will succumb to what is. Yeah. And we, we got to put the work in for it, man. It ain't going to come to us. I, yeah, I, it's hard. I, it's hard for me, too, at times. Trust I mean, I think me. From, like, I got yeah. caught up in it. Sorry. Well, and no, I'm, I'm glad you said that because it's like, you know, most people... I don't know, present themselves or have this air of like, no, I got it all together. Like, no, I'm, I'm still going through stuff too. But it, it makes this conversation makes me think of, think of uh, Aldous Huxley when he said something about we're going to get to a point where we're going to enjoy our servitude and our slavery, if you will. And you just, without judgment, like you were talking about earlier, it's an observation. It just seems like that's what we're going for. We're just going for just hanging on to the bottom rung, the like the least the common denominator. I don't I mean, it's just maybe I'm just projecting that. I don't know. It just seems like in the world, because maybe I'm consuming too much of the negative algorithms. It seems like shit's going to hell in a handbasket and we're seeming to be okay with it to some degree. Well, you know, I choose to believe this. I believe that this evil has been going on and has been in existence for centuries. But we, as, as a human race, are just now being able to really see the truth. So it's not that it's going to shit now. That's true. That's true. (laughs) And we're just becoming aware of it. So I I like to choose to believe that we are now witnessing the fall Mm. of these uh, negative self-serving systems that are not for humanity's highest good. So I think that's what we are seeing, the noise of this monster dying and you know flailing for its life as we would say the world's falling apart falling apart but that's what i choose to see and that we are now here the ones who can see the ones who are aware and and are insightful in in coming up with solutions are here to rebuild systems Mm. that serve humanity and, and that's another thing, you know, we're just living our life day to day. It's easy, easy to get caught up in the aggregate. But is this this whole end of the Kali Yuga transition from Pisces to Aquarius kind of thing? Not to get all deep into that, but is that are we seeing a, a, a shift of consciousness and all of this kind of um, like G. Edward Griffin was saying, there's this um, he's saying that we're seeing cracks in the egg. They're starting to reveal these things, the corruption, the things we're starting to see now. We're seeing more and more cracks in the egg. Is this part of something larger, do you think? <clears throat> I do believe so. Um, I'm not apt with the whole um, astrology stuff, although I'm, I find it fascinating. I'm not studied in it, so I can't right. really speak right. to that. But um, yeah, I do believe that there is a rise in consciousness. And, you know, we are expansive beings. We are multi-dimensional beings. And, you know, there's a lot more. I always look at it like this. Okay, so in these interviews, I've learned so much about the human body. Did you know that we can only see with our eyes 1% of light? Hmm. Did you know? I know we can only kind of perceive that spectrum of those colors, but yet gamma, uh, X-ray, all these other things are outside of our spectrum. Yeah, absolutely. So 1% is what we see. Hmm. So what's the other 99%? And I believe that we will expand into that greater awareness and that our DNA has the capacity to do so. 
if we look after ourselves and if we do the work on loving ourselves and connecting back with God. I, I truly believe that. I'm not a super religious person, but I do believe in in a higher yes. power and force and the magic of the universe. You know, people can call it whatever they want, but yeah. <laughs> I choose to believe God. And, and I think, you know, this is a great opportunity to make a conscious choice of which way do I want to live? Do I want to live in this uh, detrimental experience that has been presented as reality to myself? Mm. Or do I choose to create the reality that I wish to live in? Which you Anyways, absolutely can. <laughs> I'm off on a tangent today, guys. But no, that's really what we do here. Like I love we it. We have so much power. We have no idea how powerful we are. And I just want to empower people to question that for themselves. Well, and there's a concerted effort to keep us from recognizing that power as well. It's it's yeah. massive. It's wickedly genius. But as I, I look out and observe the world, I, I like what you said earlier. I'm trying not to judge it, but I observe the world. It looks like their their evil plan is is working, is working. Um, I don't well, know. it's been working for all this time that we've existed. I mean, we all went to school, did our best to get good grades, to get a job, to earn money, to pay tax, to buy a home. Like that's the whole hamster wheel illusion yeah. of life. That's not life. That's why I always say back in the day, The Matrix was a documentary. It wasn't really a movie because we're just like little oh. pods to fuel the machine through our consuming, yes. as we talked about earlier. Yes. So, so in well, knowing well, that, oh, sorry, do you mind? Go ahead, Patrick. In, oh, I'm no, sorry. go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So in knowing that, because I've heard this many times, The Matrix is a documentary. So in knowing that, also know this, where I place my focus, energy goes. So if I'm focused on the monster, for lack of a better word, yeah. uh, or the, the, the evil that is, I, I'm giving them my energy. Mm. So if I choose to focus on my health, wealth and well-being uh that's where my energy goes so our energy is our currency wow that's so true man. yeah so i true. think there's a I, I, from, from at the same time from my standpoint i like to be the devil's advocate now and then what you know at some point i've got to walk into that cave with my sword and my shield and i've got to i've got to slay the dragon Right. So, yes, focusing on my training, my health, my stamina, my strength, uh, spiritual, physical, mental, all of that is very, very important. But at the same time, we still at some point have to slay the dragon. Ooh, I, I love that you said that because I'm I. Oh, I love that. First of all, I just want to acknowledge your divine masculine, and I, I am here for all of it. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, and to agree with you, like, I'm at the gym doing my pull-ups, and I'm at the gun range shooting my gun. Like, I am there with you. I just mean for the majority of the time that I'm focusing my energy on my well-being and helping humanity so that that's what I create more of. But let me tell you, if there is a time that's necessary – I will be there at your six. <laughs> All right. Slow oh, down. Good. Slow down there, killers. Hold on. Slow down. But <laughs> is often, and it, again, it doesn't have to be one of those mutually exclusive kind of conversations. Does the, in my opinion, 
Yes, be be the be the uh, warrior in a garden as opposed to somebody that has to be the the gardener in a war. The, the dragon that needs to be slayed, in my opinion, is the internal one. Always be prepped and ready. Like when we talked to General Michael Flynn, I was like, man, is are we really going to go to war? I would think everybody's so economically interdependent. We can't ever go to war. He's like, no, no, no. You always have to be prepared for war. Yeah, it may right. not happen, but you always have to be prepared for it. So I get that, that externalization of recognizing threats, et cetera. But I think the real big dragon, like I said earlier about how we consume, is the dragon within us. Yeah. I love that perspective. I, I really, like I mentioned earlier about the relationships and having it illuminate what needs to be healed within ourselves. I think yes. you're absolutely right. It's the darkness that needs to be healed. The dark night of the soul. We all must go through it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah. yeah. Wow. I could keep you for like several hours because I like got so many questions right now and like really have. <laughs> but Patrick, I'd, we've kept her for a hot minute. Anything you want to um, close out here with our lovely guest today? Well, I think the main thing, Melanie, number one, is obviously I speak for Jeff when when uh, I thank you for for your time, for your insight, for everything else. You know, we. I'm certainly one that needs to hear more, you know, about the the spiritual side, the the mental aspect. You know, I'm I'm a very yeah. You you heard me talk about slaying the dragon and all of that good stuff. Um, it's very good to look at all perspectives and understand that we can we can change the world by how we carry ourselves, by how we treat others, um, by how we take care of ourselves, and and have just simple little things like. How do you stay in shape? How, why are you not sick? Why are you, you know, all those things. So super important. But uh, on top of that, I think really important to get the information out because I want people to be able to read your book and watch your documentary and how people can find you on social media and all these things. Uh, thank you so much. And again, like, I just want to reiterate, like, we need, humanity needs you exactly as you are the divine masculine, ready to protect and stand up for what's right. And the universe needs someone like myself, the divine feminine, who can, you know, heal just by being in her presence. I'm not saying that about myself. I'm saying the divine feminine, but like that energy of love and compassion, right? So you're perfect yeah, where absolutely. you are. And, and I acknowledge that, that we need more men like you. <laughs> um, as far as where to reach me, um, I'm probably the most active on my Instagram, which is official, Melanie Marden. Um, I have a website where you can uh, find out more about the book, the movie, and um, the technology that I work with, and that's melaniemarden.com. And then I guess they can order the book on Amazon. Save your life, because you're worth it. Everyone is worth it. Everyone is worth it. And all of those links will be added in the description of this presentation here today. Thank you. <laughs> no, okay, thank you. Well, thank you. I, I just, yeah. I'm just, I mean, I'm serious, man. I, this is, I, you know, I don't know. I think I've, we've all been going through it, but I've been, I don't know, kind of blackpilling myself lately. I'm like, man, this is all really messed up right now. And again, it's where you're, where you're, you know, free your free your mind. Your ass will follow, as Junior said in Platoon. It's like free your mind, man. You know, get, get yourself out of this mindset of it's kind of where I've been because everything else is going to follow with it. So I just really, really appreciate you. I like to call people like you like alchemical human beings. You're not transmuting, you know, lead into gold, but you're transforming 
you know, the quality of people's lives with the information and what you're providing. And not a lot of people can truly say that. And I think it's a really, really beautiful thing because we so need it right now. Um, I don't know. I just thank you. Thank you so much, man. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, my God. My pleasure. And thank you so much. Like, I love people and I just want to ignite the love within them and the hope. You know, we are miracles, each and every one of us. So, you know, let's tap back into that and just be grateful for what is and focus on that and more will grow. Absolutely. Very well said, Melody. And again, for our guest, Melanie Martin, M-A-R-D-E-N, Martin, Melanie Martin. People can go to MelanieMartin.com and also follow her on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those, all those social media handles for my co-host, Jeffrey Wilson. This is Pat Militich signing off for another episode of The Conspiracy Farm. Peace.